When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 798 of Floor Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by the dynamic duo of James Dean Raider and Ben Funky Askren. We get we get JD the morning after Memorial Day weekend. This is this is a true Iron Man of media. Because this guy, I don't even have to ask what this guy was up to this weekend. He was he was living his best life though. That's having a good time. Having a good time, mm-hmm. uh, and he's here. How many tacos did you eat? Tacos, <laughs> uh, not that many compared to a normal weekend. Probably just like I think I had two, maybe four. I ate tacos at least once, maybe twice. I can't remember. Two, maybe four. Okay. How about Ben? How many did you have? Uh, I don't think I ate any tacos. So I had a terrible weekend, I guess. <laughs> I did make some delicious nachos yesterday for lunch. Uh, Those I love were you. good. Uh, you know what? That's how you Actually, made a good I'm weekend. Yeah. You know what? Last week, um, uh, my wife was gone, and I had this really productive day. Got done. I got home by like nine forty-five from practice. And you know what I decided, Christian? I said hmm. I want to make some GD chicken marsala. Oh, look and, at you! Uh, I made it. It was so easy to make and so delicious. So I made that again for my family. Uh, uh, I don't know, Saturday or Sunday, something like that. For for those the 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 uninitiated, how how easy is it to make a chicken marsala? What goes into that? Well, I, I well I was lucky at it, everything in the um, fridge, but it was really easy. You just take a bag, right? Throw some chicken in there. You throw some flour, pepper, salt. Shake it all up. Then you throw it in the pan with some butter and some um, some little olive oil and a little butter. And then you take that out. And then you put the mushrooms in there with some butter. Cook the mushrooms. And then you throw like four things in after that, right? And you let it cook down a little bit. Throw the chicken back in. Boom, bam, thank you, ma'am. You got your stuff. <laughs> Boom, bam, thank you, ma'am. I feel like yeah. uh, your personality could, like, you could start getting obsessed with, like, cooking or something like that. I could see that happening. Unfortunately, I, don't, I mean, I, I really enjoy cooking. I just don't have the time to do it all that often. So, uh, yeah, I cooked uh, I cooked quite a bit this weekend because I, I had a little extra time. That's why they call you Busy Ben Askren because you don't even have time yeah. to cook. Um, <laughs> follow, following up uh, some other things. Robles, man, that was a bummer. We were actually watching... Bummer. A bunch. We watched like more than I care to admit of a man just doing pull-ups <laughs> for an entire day. But me, I, I think it was just me, Kozak, and Bray at the office for for most of that morning, and we were just checking in, and you know everything seemed to be going fine. He was sort of yeah. on pace, and uh, then <laughs> literally in the evening, I checked in. I was like, "Uh oh, he's not doing good." And I literally 
came in and he did like half of one and he like grabbed his arm he was getting a lot of attention and i guess yeah. he he put out a post afterwards that he like tore a tendon in his bicep yeah which would seem to uh prohibit you from doing a lot more pull-ups he could have done one arm pull-ups he no only need pull and he and ben he only needed six thousand more um <laughs> that's it at that point at that point it's like new new goal i'm going for the one-handed pull-up record whatever that is and just try that uh but no that was um, unfortunate i wonder if he'll try it again that was kind of what i was wondering uh, yeah i bet he does it, I, but he did say it took like a year of prep so i don't know if it's like he stays kind of uh, gets healed and then kind of cranks back at it or takes some time off. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah, I really wanted to bring him in here. Uh, it was probably going to be as contentious as, as the JB Dake episode, but I wanted Shane to pitch Shane's idea to Anthony. But Shane didn't show up for work. I've not taken top. Yeah, I know. And I don't think we'll have Sparks this week. So a little bit of housekeeping. Again? Well, is, he going to, is he going to Final X? Uh, no, I don't think so. But the no. reason I say that is we're no Wednesday show this week. We're off tomorrow. We're we're traveling to Stillwater. JD is not. He'll be at U twenties, U twenty threes, and I'm then going. so so Tuesday, Thursday, Friday for the show. Episode eight hundred will be Friday, the day of Final X Stillwater. That is very fitting, or just a coincidence, but cool. Um, and you'll be able to call toll free into that episode one eight hundred. So that's um, that's happening. Hey, no Shane Sparks. Can we uh, prohibit USA Wrestling from having their events in the middle of nowhere, though? I mean, this event they have for U twenties. It's like you can't fly in there. What the what the it's hell rough. are they doing here? It's in some small town. Like, I freaking well, did I tell right. you about my my issues, Christian? Did I tell you about my issues? You know, let's can talk I have about a you. little while. Yeah, on radio. Go on. Well, so I was procrastinating because there's no good flights in. Right, it's either Cleveland or Erie, Pennsylvania. So I was procrastinating, procrastinating, and finally I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy the damn ticket. So I bought the ticket to Erie, Pennsylvania, okay? Then, then, it wasn't even a good ticket. It was like, I had to fly to Chicago, fly back into Milwaukee, late, whatever, right? I go to book a rental car. There's no, there's not a rental car available in all of Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, like, no. What, what is, Erie, Pennsylvania, what is wrong with you? There's not a, a lot of people car in Erie, Pennsylvania. for this tournament are flying in in Erie. I know. It's like a high-traffic place. <laughs> oh, so painful. So then I just gave up, and I canceled, and I just, I'm driving. It's, it's not ideal. But USA Wrestling should be prohibited from having events that are in the middle of nowhere. I mean, this is over an hour from Cleveland Airport, which is not even a good airport. Uh, an hour from Erie, which is also, uh, that's a dog crap airport. Um like, you flown into Erie before? What are they even doing? What? Have you flown into Erie before? I have. I did a return trip to the uh, Edinburgh University. Oh wow! Wait, yeah. uh, you don't think in twenty years the 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 airport could have evolved? No. It could have improved. I don't think Erie have a nice I Starbucks there. A couple extra gates. No, you no, know, a I lounge or two. I think that's the Rust Belt, so it probably got worse in twenty years. <laughs> Dang it! Don't make fun of Erie, Dang PA. It. Yeah, I'm sure some nice people live there, but, uh, you know, they don't have a nice airport. So USA Wrestling, stop holding events. In, you're in Geneva, Ohio. This is not Geneva, Switzerland, where it's nice. It's Geneva, Ohio. There's yeah. freaking nothing there. So yeah. I'm not even going to stay there on. I'm not even gonna stay there any nights. I refuse. Well, uh, you just commute and you're flying back home every night. No, no, I'm driving. I told you I'm driving. So I'm going to drive. I'm going to stop. Well, the junior, junior freestyle is only one day. So I'm going to drive. I'm going to stop in Cleveland. Well, they have reasonable hotels. Then I'll drive the hour or whatever the next morning to, to be there. And then that night I'll leave and I'll hopefully make it back home. We'll see. 
How are how are the the working class members of the Askren Wrestling Academy getting to Geneva, Ohio, Ben? Uh, I haven't asked them. We don't we don't travel as a team. You don't talk. I'm to working you. class. I'm taking a rental car. Let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah, Rent, renting the uh, the Tesla, self driving. No, car. I know. I did. Have uh, you done a self driving car, Ben? No, uh, the, the self drive feature on my Tesla was not very. When I had it, was not very good. Uh, you know things. why? Because listen, this is this is um, racism against handless driving people. It's supposed to be self drive, right, Christian? Mm -hmm. So. Listen, if I'm driving the Tesla, I can text with one hand or whatever. I send a message, right? If you click self-drive mode, it makes you keep both hands on the wheel. What? And then you take one hand off. It's like, eh, put your hand back on the wheel. And you're like, ah, oh, God. No I way. put my hand back on the wheel. Yeah. And then, it, and then it shuts it off if you put your hand back on the wheel. And then if you do it too many times in the same trip, it, uh, if you do it too many times in the same trip, yeah, like prohibit you from doing it anymore. They're like, nah, your privileges are revoked. You can't do self-driving mode. Forget that. I would guess that would be a. I would guess that would be a safety like precaution to avoid yeah. like lawsuits and stuff. Okay, well, the whole fun of having a self-driving car is that driving I don't have cars. to drive. I can do things. Maybe I can fire yes. up some emails. Nope. Yes. That is I agree. I, th sir. I think they'll probably get to that point eventually, but they just weren't there yet, Christian. Yeah. Um, yeah. man, I'm trying to find, I'm trying, I'm using all my power. Trying of, to find Geneva, Ohio on a map. <laughs> if you can't do it. Don't worry about it. Well, it's, it's because Speak. the Spire Institute is there, which Kenny Monday is like, how much money coaching. do I got to give? How much money do they give? How much money do I got to give this? Have it hit right where know. I want it. Heart, good old Heartland, Wisconsin. I don't know. Probably if how you just have it, if you just had a venue at cost, I'm sure I can know? find a venue. I'm not sure. We'll all we'll try. You know what? How far is the Dells from you? This is that's a good point. That's a good point. Dells, ben, not the Dells. No. <laughs> ben, you can't not complain until you try to get, get you try to get an event and fail. That's what I'm saying. I gotta know what I gotta do to get it. I don't, do you know what? I bet you could. I bet USA would take your phone call if you had some questions. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Rich Bender and say, listen, Spire Institute in Geneva, Ohio, got to have an event. Like, what do I gotta do? Like, how many yeah. bitcoins are we talking here? How many? Well, that's an ever ever changing uh, negotiation. It would sound like, um, mm -mm. Christian. This is how I know you're a fraud. You're not a real Bitcoin. <laughs> Everyone knows, Christian. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Oh wow! I'm sure that that's gonna art of the deal. One Bitcoin equals uh, one Bitcoin. Rich Bender into giving you a, a vineyard at good cost. That's a smart. Um, I wish you luck. Okay, so thank you. I'm currently, um, you know, using all my powers of investigation to find uh, something that I, I understand. It's it's very understandable why it'd be hard to find something like this. An Olympic trials match from 2021 in the age of internet. But you actually can't find this no, match. No, you, you, you can't. You cannot find it. You cannot Lex find Freeman match one this up. of Vito versus Gilman. They hate. NBC, you hate us. You hate no, I, how are, so, you're taking these down? Why can't they be haven't up? Haven't we had this talk? Haven't we had this talk? I mean, maybe. This is, this is a huge detriment to the sport of wrestling. This is a really huge. big deal, Christian. No, the two biggest the two biggest wrestling events in America every year, or you know, not, obviously not every year, but would be the Olympic team trials and the mm -hmm. NCAA championships. One is owned by ESPN. One is owned by um, NBC. Neither one, if you go back, are, are available. Right. So like you can't go back and watch just click on an NCAA's match and watch it. No. It's not easy. 
not easy. No. And that's so annoying. And especially if you talk about like even just 10 years ago, you can't find those matches. I can't find my matches, right, from either the Olympic trials or from uh, – I would love to watch some 2004 Olympic trials matches from a, a 20-year-old me. Yeah. Can't find them. It's, and it's uh, you know what I'll excuse it for like you know twenty two thousand and four and two thousand eight it's like okay sort of I mean it's not really early internet but whatever I'll give you twenty twenty one you can't leave these up you can't have them somewhere put them behind a paywall put them on Peacock just give us the option to watch yeah. them no don't just delete them from existence but so I'm trying to find that match because it was a crazy match and I remember don't worry they put up match two. They put a match to the one. Oh, they was, did? Yeah, but it's the boring one where Gilman's all hurt and just like just grinds out a grinds out a dub. Wins like two two or something. Yeah. You know what's crazy in that match, as I did rewatch it, the finish when Vito's sprinting at him like a banshee, he falls into a leg with like two seconds left, and I mean he obviously doesn't finish it, but I kind of forget how close he was <laughs> that and I also forget how close Dayton was. To scoring on Vito at the end of uh, their match at the, at the Olympic trials. Like, Vito kind of got a big, and then Dayton, he tried, like, a lateral drop and kind of rolled through and was on a go-behind, and he literally got to rear standing with, like, two seconds left and couldn't uh, couldn't finish him. But anyways, a lot of these matches are not available to be watched, and I'm uh, sad about that. So there's two matches you can watch of Gilman Vito. One is on uh, Flow Wrestling. It's from their match in France where Gilman won 6-2 and then you can watch the aforementioned match 2 of their trials but yes a lot of great matches are just nuked from existence and it is uh, it's very sad and annoying and I don't really know what we can do about it but we can complain I guess yeah I'm looking at some wrestling stuff. We did, uh, someone said this is official but I had not seen it announced is that is Chittam uncommitting I mean he's I mean how many trips has he been I mean to me, if you're committed, you're probably not taking trips anymore, right? That would be true. So yeah. that, I would say you're not committed because if you're committed, you would not. That's what, like what's the what's the definition of committed? Committed. Um, okay. <laughs> JD tells this is what JD tells every girlfriend like. What's the definition of committed? He's like, it was an unofficial. Yeah. Holy no, was an unoffic- have, that I was an unofficial visit, you, baby. It was unofficial. <laughs> it's unofficial. I'm still eventually going to come in. In some years, I will co- attend your it's institution. It's still in my Instagram bio. Yeah. It's still in my Instagram bio. I, not in his the Instagram bio of Cody Chittum. I think it's anything related to the University is of Minnesota. It? I would assume his post is still up. Let's see. Um, uh, I mean, he's been on several several visits. Doesn't say anything about... Um, says he's a scientist. <laughs> Cody Chittum's so funny. It says under his name, it just says scientist. So he's a scientist. Oh, his committed post is still up. So we'll see. But he is, he has been visiting, visited Ohio State. I believe he's visited Iowa. So, you know, he's looking, playing the field, as it were, the JD Raider way. (laughs) Hope Colleen doesn't listen to this. Um, (laughs) Oh, you're so busted, JD. He he left the door open. He left the door open. He's uh, I ooped it up for y'all. Yeah. We had, we right. had to dunk. Um, so, yeah. Wait. What brought that up, Ben? Oh, I read. I was just. I'm, I, so, you know, sometimes I'm, I just scroll through some extra wrestling media to make sure I'm not missing anything. You know, because sometimes I do miss things and I feel like a dope when I miss things. So, I read it. I wanted to ask. Okay. 
Um, so we'll we'll, we'll see. He is actually he bumped up in the field to uh, I did notice this separately, but also related. He bumped up to the seventy kilogram field at junior trials, and the seventy kilogram field is pretty wild how uh, how deep it is. This is a good weight to uh, have the bye to the finals in. Very good say. weight to have the bye. So yeah. good job, Mitchell Messenbrink. Yeah, seriously, right? But um, it's such an advantage to have the bye like in a weight class like that because it's built full of freaking landmines. Yeah. So in that, while well, we'll just talk about it, U uh, twenty trials. So Mitchell Messenbrink at seventy sit sitting out. Levi Haynes, Cody Chittum, Hunter Garvin, Jordan Williams, Caleb Ratchy, Panero Johnson, all in that bracket. Like I'm sure more good ones. There's pro- there probably are. This is kind of like the well, who's the kid from Georgia highlights. that's uh, that that was number one? Henson, Caleb. Yeah, he's not. He's there, right? Pretty sure I saw his name. You don't have him listed. Hmm. Perhaps JD Raider is a massive Virginia Tech Hokie hater. He is there. <laughs> Yeah, he's there. So that's, a, there. that's like the number that one guy in the country. Ridiculous. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, whoever even just emerges to hit Mitchell, no matter how that happens, will have really run a gauntlet yeah. just to get to that point. I um, thought it was interesting that Levi Haynes dropped down. Um be interesting to see how that works out for him. Yeah, because we read a lot into him going up to seventy four, right? Like, oh, okay, yeah. but, but now sixty five. Now we're, let's read a lot into him going seventy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's going fifty seven next year. No, I don't know that. Although, would sort of make sense. Yeah, wouldn't yeah? Wouldn't wouldn't be the worst idea they had. No, especially with Facundo sitting out. Makes sense because he he won that no problem. Uh, he looked he looked really good actually. Uh, other interesting weights. I mean, for me, the most interesting weight of all is 61 because you got Nick Buzakis sitting out, and you've got mm-hmm. this madman Jesse Mendez trying to make his way to that finals for a showdown against his soon-to-be teammate Nick Buzakis. I would think as as good as this, and this is a really good field. Um, Cannon Webster, Nasir Bailey, Zeke Seltzer, Kyler Larkin, um, all in this weight. But Jesse, based on what he's been doing senior level. You would think he'd be a favorite to make it to to Nick, yeah. which for me is a is a thrilling two out of three. Yeah, I agree. Um, hey, so uh, this is the Larkin that made the cadet team, right? Kyler, isn't this the one or no? Or is it? The, I get Caleb down? and Ky- Kyler mixed up all the yeah, time. Yeah, I get mixed up also a little bit. But there was one Larkin that made the finals at sixty five and lost. Is this that one or? No, could, let's see. Is there one registered at 65? I'm on the registration. Oh, yeah. No, Caleb is at 65. So then 61. Kyler, didn't he just make the cadet team? Yes, at 60. He did. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Beat Dalton Perry. So he bumped up for this. He's trying to double up. Yeah, well, bumped up, but yeah, into juniors. Yeah, trying to make a couple yeah. world teams. <sighs> He's good. Wow. I don't know if uh, this – I think uh, I think Mendez is definitely separated here, but more interested in the finals – match than anything i think it's in for you 20s the entire tournament is one day so you have to go through yes. the bracket and the finals best two out of three in one day that's tough yeah now the brackets are smaller because there's a qualification process for this the u23 brackets are always massive yeah. and that one is two days if but there's nobody sitting out obviously but ben do you think it is yeah. um i'm curious for your answer here 
Do you think it's less of an advantage for like these young guys to run the gauntlet and then go two out of three than like grown men to do it at like 25 to 30 years old and then have to um, turn around? Because I don't know why, but in my mind, I'm like, that's not going to impact Jesse or, or these any of these guys that yeah, make it. Yeah, well, I think if they can get in and out of them, I mean, there there's a probably higher likelihood of um, uh, skill discrepancies, meaning the match would be easy, right? Yep. But like some, like 70, for example, um, you look at just to say the top eight, there's more names. So, but at least the top eight would be the last three matches, right? The quarters, the semis, mm-hmm. and the finals. And like, you feel like, okay, someone's going to have three hard matches there. Right to mm-hmm. to win, like it's unlikely you're going to get in and out of that match in 90 seconds, or right to go quick tech fall. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. And so if you have three hard matches, you know, and then I was thinking like four doesn't seem bad, but then like if you go to that third match with the best two out of three, now you're on your sixth hard match of the day. Like no, that's a lot. Like that's really. And I remember, so I it, I can tell you for me, I remember one of the biggest issues I had my redshirt year of college was um, not my cardio within a match, but like the, over the course of a day, cause I kept freaking losing. So I'd had these like five, six, seven match days. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the day, my body just felt drained, you know, like my musk, my muscular endurance uh, yeah. wasn't good. Got it. Got it. So it could definitely play a factor in these matches, especially yeah. At 70, it's going to be, it's, unlikely someone's gonna be running through that entire bracket right um yeah i mean it, you know obviously there i think there's a chance that it there's a you know i said trap arm or something to that effect right that mm-hmm. that could happen but when you look at you know a lot of these guys um because there's a few other ones you didn't mention that are really tough say like uh um kale swenson right you didn't mention him he had some battles with say a Pinero johnson um uh, you know who uh, – yeah, you said Jordan Williams. Um, yeah, the, you know, Jordan Williams and, and Hunter Garvin had that crazy match. So it's like, is the tech possible? Yeah. Is the tech likely? I don't think so. I think the skill levels are are really similar between a bunch of these competitors, which mm-hmm. means they're likely going to have a battle. feel you. Yeah. Clayton Whiting at 86. That should be interesting. Yeah, Clayton Whiting's been feeling powerful. Oh, he really? He does this one thing. Oh, my God, yeah. He uh, – he, um, Pins you in He's a, a duck under. No, no, no. Well, so oh. we've been working a bunch of head pinch stuff, right? And he like mm-hmm. he ducks from but when we're on the mat, you know? Yeah. This dude is so strong. Um, like like good guys, like uh Sinclair or I don't remember who else he did it to last week. Someone oh, we had some Mizzou guys up here, so it might have been a Mizzou guy. But he ducks, right? And they're mm-hmm. pinching the front headlock so tight. And like, so there's some like resistance, 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 and all of a sudden, boom, the other dude just, just goes flying. Like he's like literally sending them flying. His duck is so strong. Dang. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's nuts. Yeah. Sounds like no, a beast. He's strong. I think he's going to have a good showing. Um, obviously, that bracket's pretty tough, too. It's kind of deep. So, But I think he's going to have a good showing. I'm excited to see Tate Piccolo. I feel like it's been a yeah. little bit. But he No, he lost at the Open. Yeah, he yeah, was I, at the Open. I guess I missed the Open, which I did. Yeah, there's a few <laughs> guys in 86 who I'm not super familiar with, like Joey Petrella, Asa Terrell. Obviously, Haas is good. Rogers is good. Saldano. Um, it's kind of a deep bracket also. Dang. And then uh, Richardson, I never heard of. Uh, Bazzek, I never heard of. So there's a few of these guys in here, which I, I didn't really know them. Um, but obviously, some really tough guys here. 57 kilograms is of no Troy Spratley. Won the Open. He's sitting out. He was super impressive throughout that tournament. Ooh. And trying to make it to Troy Spratley. 
Nate Jessaroga, Robbie Howard, Richie Figs, George Volk, Spencer Moore, Cooper Flynn, and Sheldon Seymour, among others. Uh, man, based on Troy literally just – I don't think there's anyone new in this field, right? So you have to figure – Jessaroga, because he did – And even Jessaroga for cadets. And Jessaroga, man, if Jessaroga is ready to beat the Richie Figs and Robbie Howards of the world, that that would that would surprise me. As good as I think he's going to be, I think those guys have just had a couple extra years of development. They're in. Well, do you think rooms. the six minute match benefits him because the you know, obviously I think he uses pace as a weapon, but um, uh, and obviously cadets are two twos, but I don't really feel like he he was putting. Um, uh, what's what's his name? Uh, who did he beat? It was the, the, the eighth grader. He lost you in the cadet finals. I don't know. You know, it's the Pennsylvania guy. He moved. You don't from know North either. Carolina Forest. It's the no- Jacks Forest. Jacks Forest. Jacks Forest. Thank you. So it'd be pretty wild if he lost to a kid who is an eighth grader, um, and then he turns around and beats uh, college guys. That would be pretty wild. Yeah, Jacks Forest is also yeah. a wild man. <clears throat> Like, yeah. who has gotten a lot better? But yes, that that would be wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm not. I mean, I don't know who's gonna make it to him. Still think probably yeah. Figueroa or Howard would Howard. be my my guess. But we'll yeah. see. I think so Cooper that's be, has a chance. Yeah, I like Cooper. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Not the favorite, obviously, but um, no, he, he would he'd be all right. He's definitely good. I mean, after after the way Spratly looked in Vegas, it, it seems like he's the guy to beat. Yeah, agreed. Definitely the the favorite on paper, especially when he's Plus sitting, sitting. Out. Yes, <laughs> like you you add in just the odds of slipping up to one of these guys is decent if you have to go through the entire field, and now you get to navigate, mitigate all that by mm-hmm. making it zero percent by not even wrestling. Yeah, so. This is going to be a, con- a continuous theme for the next, I don't know, three, four years with this guy. But Gable Ooh. Stevenson, the Willie Woney for Gable Stevenson is going to be something we talk about. Willie Woney wrestle NCA. <coughs> Willie Woney wrestle for the world team. Willie Woney come out for the Olympics. It's going to just continue to be a thing that we – and because I think they like the he sort of – They like the stoke, oh, the yeah. interest. I mean, there's a reason he DM me and it's like, hey, when's the day to accept final state? It's smart. Keeps him in the conversation. Yeah, uh, I do think he'll be back. I don't think he would be playing the will I won't I game if he didn't have plans of at some point returning to wrestling. Um, will he do I it? I thought we th- were discussing uh, junior trials. How are we going to Gable? Gable's going to do junior <laughs> trials. It's going to be amazing. He's that young. He's still yet. <laughs> yes, he used the Kyle Dake exemption. Yeah. Dake. It'll be Dake and he both going for juniors. No, mm-hmm. um, no. I just saw that J- JD had it in the dock here, and I wanted to say it. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I think there's a big part of that. That's uh, I don't want to say the Brock Lesnar playbook, but Brock did quite a bit of the. Um, I don't know what you call it. The um, am I going to fight? Am I going to wrestle? Am I going to fight? Am I going to wrestle? That type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did that for quite a while, and yes, it is great for stoking the flames and bringing attention. So go Gable, go Gable, go. Uh, okay, 
So that's a, a good bit of the U20 field. Also, U23s. What is this schedule for this, these tournaments? When is U20s? When is U23s? Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the entire thing. Friday is Greco, the entire tournament for both U20 and U23. Saturday, you have the entire U20 uh, tournament and the up into quarterfinals of U23. Then Sunday morning through afternoon is U23 quarters, semis, and medal matches. And where are you flying into, JD? I'm going to Cleveland. Cleveland that where I Where they love. have rental cars available. Perfect. The problem is you can't get Milwaukee to Cleveland direct, which is not ideal. So by the How is that possible? You can't get Milwaukee to Cleveland direct? I don't Seems know. Like, it, was anno- it was so annoying. I, I guess if so you're in one, why would you go to the other? And actually, Kyle Cleveland and I are staying on a lake house. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Am I invited? That might drive all the way to Geneva if you got sure. an extra bed. We might. It's a small one, but we might. It's a small okay. bed, but, you know, you're not that big. Lake yeah. Erie, we could do some, like, trout fishing in the morning or something. <laughs> exactly. Are you an or angler bed? On Lake Erie. I did but, do one time, I did a party on uh, Lake Erie. My buddy had a bachelor party. I don't remember what the town was called. People were probably going nuts in the chat. Uh... But it was some island. I don't. I'm having a hard time remembering this. You go. You drive to. It's somewhere by Cleveland. Cleveland-ish, we'll say. And then you take a. You have to take a ferry out to the island, and then people just party their ass off there all weekend. Sounds like your scene. Nah, I mean, I I enjoyed watching drunk people. But yes. Uh, oh no, 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 it's I was wrong. It was Sandusky, I believe. It's called Put in Bay. <laughs> Put in Bay. I no. think I'm actually. You heard right. of it? I think I've heard of Put In Bay. Yeah. No, when I do stuff like this because I don't drink, like they go for the three day. Like, I can't handle these people being maniacs for three days. So I'll go for like, you know, 36 hours. And I'm like, all right, you guys are party on. I'm out of here. <laughs> and I disappear. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember one time you were for, for Akron, you guys were in this, uh, you invited me up. You were staying in this fancy little lake house situation. No, was like, that oh. was like on a that was like on a swamp. It was the Airbnb. Oh yeah, it was it was big time, dude. It <laughs> that was is true. Big time. That was another Josh. That was the, the day I told Josh Otto he had to walk home. And then you want to <laughs> you want it to get even worse because his dad his dad recorded this when I, when I roasted him on the show uh, the other day. You want it to get worse, Christian? Make it worse, please. So. Um, I, I I was this was like these guys were all kind of younger and you know this is like Keegan, Aiden Medora, Josh Otto, all these guys, and I was really frustrated. They're kind of like starstruck by the event, you know, like all these big names, right? Because that's what Cadets is, right? There's all these really highly nationally ranked guys, and so I, at the end of the day, I get home. Right, Keegan was Keegan got knocked out. He didn't place, um, and I get home. And Josh had gotten the ride with someone else. Cause I told his ass he was gonna have to walk home, and it was well, he was gonna walk home to the Airbnb, right? Um, so I get there and I'm like annoyed because they've just been building everyone up. And so I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to freaking, let's freaking talk. We need to talk. And so I start blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm yelling at him. And then towards the end, Josh goes, uh, this guy did this and that guy did that or something like about the guys he had lost to, you know, uh-huh. which is about the whole freaking conversation was about like, stop freaking worrying about who you're wrestling. And he says, uh, this guy did this and that guy did that. Like said, Josh, placed? do you what want, do you mean by, did do you want a freaking like... cookie? And then I freaking left because I was pissed. So I said, do you want a cookie? And I, I walked out, you know. 
and we're in this like little house. And uh, I get to the other room, and Josh is right on my shoulder. I'm like, oh, no. dude, he, what do you he's want? He's coming for a cookie. <laughs> I said, dude, what do you want? He said, you really got some cookies? I'm like, dude, I'm gonna whoop your ass. Like, get, get out of my face. But he really wanted a cookie. <laughs> what a character. He thought I had a cookie. He followed me in there. I said, what do you want? He said, you really got a cookie? <laughs> this guy is not uh, an expert at reading social cues, apparently. Oh, that he is not. Uh, he didn't listen to you. He, he Well, he he got mad that... He's like, okay, Ben got mad at me because I didn't listen about shooting the head inside singles. Now, I'm just going to listen to everything he says. So if he offers me a cookie, even if he's yelling at me, I got to assume he's getting me a cookie. So he was just confused <laughs> at that point, Ben. He was trying he was trying to right the wrongs so he wouldn't have to he walk home I had again. A cookie. And he thought, he thought I had a cookie. High school kids are so freaking funny. <laughs> that's one thing. Uh, that's one thing I do I do really miss is like the hilarious high school stories from kids. Because um, you kind of like, oh, they're like little adults. They're like almost there. And then they do things like that. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. Seriously. They're almost there. They're almost there. <laughs> oh, poor Josh Otto. Okay. What a good story. Now I got roasted two weeks in a row. Yeah. Take that, Josh. That's what you get for shooting head inside singles. Yep. They don't work. All right. You well, usually looks... they do. Just not on the guy. Who was he? It was someone who was kind of good. If you told me that, if you said said the name, I, I would remember it. Um, do you know what weight I, was he at that one? Do you remember? I want to say one fifty six. I'll look up. I don't think the guy ended up doing anything in college, but he was like a kid who was like nationally ranked. Like he was, he was pretty solid. That was probably yeah. like twenty fifteen or somewhere. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look it up Dang. now. I'm very curious. It's a while ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Okay. No, not, not this one. If you can find it. All right, you keep cool. going. I'm going to look it up. All right, look it up, dude. So, U23s has a couple interesting weight classes. 65, obviously. We're going to have Clay Carlson, Ridge Lovett, Cole Matthews, Kyle Parko, Jordan Titus, Gabe Tag, and the top dog, the top seed, everyone's pick, Bo Bartlett. He's going 65. He's going to try to make Wait. you a 23 world team. Wait, where are you? Where are you I thought we were in U20s. Where are we on this U23 list? It's right below. Oh, I see. I didn't scroll down far. I didn't scroll down far enough. I got it. I got it. I'm an idiot. No. I don't know why U20s is kind of boring to me. I already know these guys. They, they wrestle all the time at NCAAs. You mean U23s? Sorry, U23s. Yes, I love U20s. It's great, yeah. great division. Yes. Ridge, love it. Let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah, you... He'll be he will be fun to watch there. Um, okay, I hey, I'm I think I'm close to finding Otto. <laughs> oh, I uh, found it. Uh, he lost to Travell Tim. Remember how good Travell Timmons was? Travell Timmons was legit. He rolled yeah. Josh up, and then the second guy was Sammy Coakley out of Kansas, and he was nationally ranked for a little bit. I don't think he ever did anything in college, but um, he was all right for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I can't find the video. But uh, that I'm was sure. 2000 and uh, what's this? 2016, uh, June 5, 2016. Wow, rollback. Yeah, a couple rollback. quads ago. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're kind of right on on U23s. It should be good, some good weights though. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Looking forward to seeing 
Ed Scott, Yaya Thomas, Luca Wick, Doug Zaff at 70. That's pretty good. Big Ed Scott fans. Patrick Kane, Ja'Cory Teamer, Peyton Rob. Ja'Cory does love to enter events and then not, not. go to them. So he, just likes, <laughs> he just has, he really likes registration fees. Just pay them and then the not go. Not really, but he he did this for the Open, I'm pretty sure. He's done it another time or two. Yes. He made the U23 World Team last year and then didn't go. <laughs> That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Um, Nick Stimmett is entered at 92. He's a GOAT. He is the GOAT, yes. He called out AJ. and uh, He made it further in the season than AJ did in, in some ways. <laughs> That's so, totally the real winner, true. The real winner. Did Nick Stimmett get the last laugh? <laughs> no, he got tech fault. But... He got the last laugh out it, of me. He did make me laugh, <laughs> um, which maybe is the, the ultimate goal. I'm interested yeah. to see if Lucas Davison could push Cassiope at heavyweight. It seems unlikely, but... Oh, I think there's no question. Oh, I agree. I oh, he, he absolutely. I think it's... Well, he took a match from him a year... Was that last year? Oh, you're right. Um, I, at World Team Trials. Man, and I thought Lucas... Man, he... He didn't have a, a strong showing at trials, but he lost some crazy, crazy matches. Um, I, I thought Lucas looked good at, at trials. Cassiope yeah. did as well. Um, I forget who he lost to now. He Ooh. lost to Christian Lance and Jordan Wood at trials. Wood. Those were both crazy matches. I'm pretty sure... I think he was up. Jordan Wood was on criteria. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was up kind of big on Jordan Wood, and then Jordan Wood came back. It was a great match, and then I think I think Lance had to run up, run down Davison as well. Uh, he yeah. had the lead, so he looked good. I think he can. He can. I forgot <laughs> last year in the twenty three uh, World Team Trials Finals, they went Cassiope pin round one, Davison by Tech fall round two, and then Cassiope by eight points in round three. It's oh, very rare in heavyweight that. you see that many like flip flops. Yeah, that, that biggest swing three dominant dominant wins um yeah davison can absolutely make this team uh zach elam's also there so that'll be that'll be good um any other u20 u23 talks we can get a little bit uh u20 are we gonna get more we do picks for u20s or something because oh, do you um, want to do picks oh we could so then 79 is a really fun weight class too because it's kind of um a lot of the higher ranked guys, Thompson, Singleton, Rowley, uh, Josh Barr, Rocco Welch. And then the guy who won, I, you know, I, we, I told you, I, I wasn't really aware of him prior to him winning. Um, Luca Augustine from Pitt. So that, that's a fun weight class. Yeah. What, JD, what can you tell us about Luca Augustine? Uh, he's from Waynesburg, PA, Shout state out. champ. Uh, he's Hometown solid. of Coleman Scott. Okay. Josh Koscheck, Waynesburg. Oh, really? Waynesburg. He's from Waynesburg? Yeah. Yep. Drew Headley. Got lots of Waynesburg fellas. They're really Is good. It, isn't right Colac from near that area? Okay. I don't uh, know that. I thought he had some connection to Waynesburg. Um, yeah, near. That's too, that's too old for me. Dang. I just, first thing that popped up is an SI article from 92, Waynesburg. He went to Jefferson Morgan. Brock Heidel will get it to me in like three days. Yeah. <laughs> Green County. Uh, Gateway. Yeah, he's got roots there near Waynesburg. I think they 
people worked at the prison near there. Anyway. I mean, w- Waynesburg, they got Rocco Welsh and Mac Church right now on their team Dang. as well. So they're one of the better teams in the country, not just PA. Mm-hmm. Isn't that where uh, Gavin Teasdale went? No. I'm pretty sure he went to Waynesburg. No, he went no. to Jefferson Morgan, too, just like Kerry. Okay. Okay. There you go. Anyways, there's there's there you go, Pennsylvania people. That's there's us trying to talk about something that you're like, CP. That is ingrained no. in you. Yeah, that you right. already knew. Um, Jefferson Morgan is super close there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's. So you, what do you want to do, Ben? Do you you want to do? What do I want to do? do? Twenty we can do predictions later. Okay. Do whatever you want. Well, I was so I've been watching. I've been getting really excited about seventy kilograms Zane versus Jo. I think it's a really fascinating rivalry with where the matches often look pretty different um, as they've gone through the years. Their first meeting was in twenty fifteen, which uh, you know that was Zane's retro year. We've talked about that that year for Zane. It was a six two win for Jordan. Then they didn't wrestle again till the the fateful twenty seventeen U.S. Open, where Everyone talks about what from that uh, from that match. What the, are they t- the correct throw? Yeah, so it's a correct match. Everyone talks about the correct throw. They want that one. Was there hands for, to the face also in that? But match? But there was a hands to the face that gave uh, Jo two points. He, Remember that year scored. when they decided to call like every single match hands to the face? That was it, absurd. Well, okay, so there's a video. That Mark Bader made called Zane Hands to Face. <laughs> oh, I saw Great. it. Yeah, I remember and that. It was, it was to the point where I remember the conversation was like, does he have some sort of tick that makes him just – it happened so much. And it happened at one point in this match after he gave it two points where he literally like shook his hand after he did it like, dang it, stop. Like I have this well, compulsion. Well, it was something that – I mean in his defense, obviously you build habits in wrestling, right? You don't and even think about it. You don't even think you don't even think about it. And then yeah. you've been doing it for how many freaking years, right? At this point, he's probably been doing it for twelve years or something yes. like that. So Look he just can't end. help himself as like pose. That's the, that's your distance. I mean, I know for me, um, like mine is putting the hand. You know, my left hand tries to go to the bicep is where I want to be, and it's like, yeah, it's hard to stop. Yeah, but. It's seeing it in con- all together. I remember what it, what a discussion the hands of the face and he. He's covering like he's getting eyes, nose. Um. Yeah, but I don't. So like in this one, I feel like he's doing it right. So you know the way you, in my opinion at least, the way you really want to do it is, you want to put your hand on their forehead, right? Because uh-huh. that kind of controls the rest of their body. Like if you really connect to their forehead, you know they can't get through your hand. Um, whereas if you were too high up on their head then they're going to be able to shoot, right? Your hand is a liability now because it's too high. Um, and so you're still not putting the fingers in the face. If, you're, if your hand's right here, right, your fingers are all the way on top of the head. So mm-hmm. it's like it really becomes an issue when the fingers come right here, which is way lower. So I always thought – I was so annoyed because this should be good to me. It's when it gets in here that we have the issues. Yeah, and I think there's a mix with the, with the Zane thing. It's like obviously yes. forehead's cool. If you start covering the eyes, um, yeah, but the part of it is Jo uh, level changes a lot, right? So when you're here and he's level changing, and then you know some of them dudes are trying to level change into it to get some free points too. I'm not that's not what has happened there. I have seen that. that uh, I've seen that in college. That, that was happened shoveling. for sure for a while. Shoveling did that. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a weird. It's a weird move, but that's not what was happening in, in that match. Uh, yeah, there are some. There are some hands hands to face uh, offenders out there. The, a lot of people complain about Burrow's hands to the face. Sometimes he does it. He's a he more pops guys hard in the in the forehead, but he's definitely yeah. Against Dake and their twenty. Actually, this was the hands to the face U.S. Open. This was uh, yeah because that year was so annoying. Yeah, it really was. Because um, Jordan, was, don't you remember? It was like it was like literally almost every match. Well, no, no, no. I think so. Hands to the face became the the biggest thing in wrestling when it kept deciding college matches, including. Yes. Coaches would be ready, like, with the brick. They were throwing bricks for it. It was it was actually worse in college than it was in yes. in, in freestyle. Um, it was just a, a culminating thing with the Burroughs Dake <sighs> match and then the Zane J O match. But yes, the uh, great memory by Ben, the hands to the face. It was three zero um, Zane. But the, the 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 correct throw was. Uh, Listen, don't let that off the hook because that was ridiculous, too. So, okay, you say that. And, okay, just the notion that you get, okay, listen, if they don't, if you don't take them down or you don't put them on your back, it ain't a damn correct throw. It was correct. Because you didn't do it right. Because you should have put them on their damn back or you should have taken them down. If they land on their feet like a cat, that ain't correct. No, um, I know. I, I mean, I agree with the spirit of what you're saying. I don't. I think it's a weird thing to reward, especially in freestyle. In Greco, yeah. you have to stretch to find things to score. Honestly, <laughs> uh, there, there's you know they should do a correct high dive. There's, there's a lot of things that we should maybe incentivize to create scoring in Greco Roman wrestling. In freestyle, I don't think so. But Kozak looked up the rule and the verbatims on it, and he's like, he tried to describe it to me, and he's like, I, it's actually right if you blah blah blah. And he explained it, and it's like lateral movement, the plane, of this and that. It's like way too uh, geometry focused. Maybe it would speak to you more, Ben. But for, no, but he really. says he's like they actually called it right, even though at the time I was like, that makes no sense to me that that would be points. Yeah, that no, was my I don't, like, I don't disagree. Yeah, I don't disagree with the fact that it was called correct throw. Okay, I disagree with correct throw. Yes, I I completely agree. It's a it's a really weird thing to reward, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and it happens so rarely. That's the thing. You, in freestyle, you never see it. Yeah, and not to not to, to beat a dead horse here, but again, yeah. if you throw them correctly, you're already going to get points for it. Yes, you'll get two or four. Yeah. 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 No, Greco, you're right. There's no way to score points. I mean, honestly, they should just like. Just do gut wrench contests, like hey, I'll get your hands locked, like go. Go They should really shrink the uh uh they should shrink the map more in Greco or something. I don't know. So, you know what they should do? They should do like a three minute match. You get three positions. You get one over under, uh sorry, two over under, thirty second goes, and then two gut wrenches each, and then that's the match. Whoever scores most points. Mm-hmm. That'd, That'd be, be cool. sweet. Jeff Baxter says CP Survived Disney, I see. I've been back for like weeks. Jeff, where you been? Um, Jason Hildreth, ridiculous final X and U twenties and twenty three same weekend. Yeah, it is tough. Um, it is tough to cover all that. It's tough for a fan to commit lot. all that time, but it's not easy getting everything on the on the calendar and to find places. Someone suggests Ben have it in Haunchyville. 
I saw a lot of people knew what what uh, put in bay was also. Uh, no, listen, I'll, I'll listen. I'm I'm a man of my word. I'll go ask Rich Better. Like, hey, well, what do I got to do to host an event? Um, yeah, and then we'll see. Because yeah, I love it when there's Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Wrestling Federation under the direction of Scott Cleaver. We host a lot of events. We know what we're doing up here. We host uh, Northern Plains all the time. Good old Dominate the Dells. Uh, we've had some kids nationals. We did host. I think it was maybe twenty. 14 we had the junior trials right yeah 14 um well that, that was in madison right yeah and then obviously during crony year senior. the dells was the only thing open so we held the cadet trials that year yeah uh, we hey, had a lot of things up here natalie and i had a ball in the dells great place <laughs> would, would return certainly <laughs> eric hinkley he says uh he's weighing in he's a legend he says uh the correct throw thing is kind of like a slip rule. Not a fan of either. The slip is really bad. Um, slip is so bad. And especially when the... I, and I literally just watched... So I'm re-watching all this stuff. I rewatched Dayton versus Vito this morning, actually. And they gave the worst slip ever for Dayton. Vito had him jacked up on the edge with an underhook. And oh, Dayton, that's the worst. And Dayton just goes, whoom, swing and a miss, lefty headlock. And they, they pot him yeah. up. No, no the like, worst is no, for sure no. when someone either has one under or two unders and they're working them and then the guy tries to head throw and it's like slip. It's like, no, <laughs> no. no, they had double unders. They were forced <laughs> to make a stupid decision. Listen, the benefit of getting to good position in wrestling is you get the other person to possibly make a bad decision. And or now there's yeah. no benefit to it because you let them off the effing hook. Yeah. Yeah, the slip. I get. I at least understand what the slip is trying to reward. You're trying to reward throws. Throws are exciting, and if people were trying more throws, then if they felt there were no notice, but you got it. The level of discernment you have to have to not let it be gamed as a bail technique yes. is like you really got to know what you're seeing. You have yes. to. You can't just. You can't just. Um, you have to really know the sport, and like if you call a slip there, I. I mean, mistakes happen, and I'm sure I would make way worse, way worse calls than that. But um, yeah, that's you can't you can't let people use it as a bail. Yeah, can't do it. I hate. Yeah, freestyle rules are getting pretty good. I'm actually. I'm, so you guys know I got a book coming out, so I'm rereading through it. Uh, and uh, I was reading the portion last night, I think, where it was the freestyle rules when it was the best two or three periods, and it's like the rules, and then I. In the book, I kind of, uh, not at length, but a little bit describe what the ball grab was. And it's like, dude, this was so stupid. Like, why the freaking earth do we have a stupid ball grab? It's so ridiculous. Yeah. I, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. That was the that was the good. That was when, That's a bad when idea. wrestling was great. It's not even, like, an over-under clinch is a 50-50 position. Somebody in on a well, leg is not a 50-50 position. No, that's the insane thing. I think I say that. I think it's like, I think they wanted it to be like slight advantage, but it was, I think they did the stats and it was like 95-5 or something yeah. absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then remember, remember the Russians created weighted, weighted discs. And so that's why they had to go to the ball grab. I don't put that in the book, but that's all alleged. <laughs> that's all. No, alleged. that happened. Christian, that happened. They went to the ball grab and then they had to go to like, First, it was like a ball grab, and it was like a small cup, but then somehow they were like seeing in there. I can't remember how, like 
someone was giving signals when they were on the right ball. So then it had to be like, you had to have this big bag where no one could see in it. Do you remember this or no? Yeah. Oh, I remember the bag. Yeah. <laughs> it was like black. <laughs> oh, so bad. Jeez, yeah. Um, um, yeah, some, some rough air, but we're, you know, we're coming out of it. Yeah. So right. pretty good rules, but correct. There should not be a rule. Slip should not be a rule. Um, you know, the other the one that really frustrates me in freestyle since we're on freestyle rules hit it when the bat- bottom guy gets put on his back, right? So one guy gets put on his back and he bridges, right? Cause mm-hmm. listen, there's not a lot of ways to not get pinned. Yeah. And one of those ways is to bridge. And it just so happens that they're directionally facing when they bridge and they move, it takes them to be out of bounds every single time. It's a caution in two. And it, to me, it's so absurd because you're like, okay, wait, 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 what did you want this guy? They already got thrown to their backs. So they've already given up points. Um, and now you just want them to lay there and get pinned because they can't bridge out of bounds or it's another caution too. And then they're down again. That one to me is like, it just, I understand you don't want someone to evade, um being on their back but if they get thrown there and they're right by the edge and they bridge this is what they're supposed to do this is the correct wrestling movement and they just happen to go out of bounds don't penalize them again they're already on their damn back yeah i I agree with that i think there is there's one other example where like the example you're giving is like the right wrestling maneuver and technique is to do the yeah. thing that they're doing. So you shouldn't be penalized for it. Yeah. Another one that happens in freestyle and it's, you almost only see it overseas. You don't see it domestically much, but when a guy gets rear standing and you like do like the folk style fight hands and oh, turn yeah, and cut, yeah, yeah. they hate that for some reason. And we'll literally penalize it and call it fleeing the hold, which makes literally no sense at all. Literally um, no sense. Cause literally, they're trying to take you down. So what you should be trying to do is flee that hold. Yeah. Me and Nomad have <laughs> ranted about that multiple times. Just like so this, ridiculous. this makes no sense at all. Like that's that's just smart wrestling. Yeah. Oh, another weird one. Uh, there, the, I don't even know if this is even possible anymore with the new Greco rules, which seem to change every s- couple of years. But like when I remember Rayvon Perkins against Bryce Sidoris at the 2014 Greco trials. He kept hitting like stand-ups in forced parterre and like literally just getting away and not, not getting a terrible turned. idea. No, it was genius. But sometimes they would like penalize guys for doing that. They're like, no, you just gotta really? stay down there and like yes. They're like, no, you stay can't. down there and take it. Yeah, you can't escape. Get down there. You know, um, literally by doing that, especially in Greco, you are putting yourself at great risk. Yeah. And for the potential for the highest of amplitude throws. The highest. We talk about that sometimes. Like, hey, if this dude has a really elite gut wrench and, and you know they're going to turn you, like, why don't you just try to reverse them? Like, it's better than just getting gut wrenched a whole bunch of times and the match being over. Like, we might as well try to reverse them or try something, right? I'd, I would hit a sit-out turn-in Peterson. <laughs> sit-out turn-in, sit-out turn-in. If by that third sit-out turn-in, uh... you're, you're perfectly perpendicular. <laughs> Boom! And you don't even... Listen, with the Buffalo Gap Peterson Ben, you don't even need you don't even have to get the leg in, in Greco. You just wrench no. real hard on that wrist and he'll go flying yep. over for two. Yeah. That's true. The Buffalo Gap Peterson, I love it. <laughs> we originated that for sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we fixed all the rules. That wasn't even an agenda there you item. Go. So one good job by us. 
one rule in freestyle that they used to have that I actually kind of like was the hold and you get an extra point. I agree. It just feels like if you hold somebody on their back for like 30 seconds, it should be point, yeah. more worth more than just exposing them for half a second. Especially when you can be neutral. You're neutral, man. We're wrestling neutral. Yes. And I put mm -hmm. you on your back and hold you there for, you know, 10 seconds or whatever and only get two points total for all yes. that. It's like, man, I at agree. some point you should get extra points out of that yeah. uh, exchange. Yeah, that has always felt sort of strange. I definitely feel strange under the, like, um, because we grew up in Folkstown where the most rewarded thing is holding them on their back. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, to your point. And, and sometimes, like, when you put them on their back in, like, a sequence from neutral, you don't get the takedown and then the turn points. It's just so you both. only get two, yeah. period. And so then it's, yeah, and you hold them there. So you've done all that work. You've taken them down, you've turned them, and you've held them, and you still only get two points. Yeah, I remember Burroughs at Pan Am's one year. I remember it's. I guess I I was still you know sort of learning all the intricacies of, of freestyle wrestling and like all the you know defensible position for the he double legged this guy and had him on his back for so long and the guy was rolling around forever and he got like two points out of the whole exchange. I was like, what what is happening? Why did this be? Um, so yeah, that is one area where it's just like not rewarded for the for the degree of difficulty. I guess it is. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to some questions. Um, next. What does Nolf have to do to beat Dake? Uh, this is from v CP vs. Kozak at Final X at Vincent A. West. <laughs> I'm not wrestling Kozak anywhere. Uh, but um, better question. What does Nolf have to do to beat Dake? Man. Oh, what does Nolf have to do to beat Dake? So I would say... In the in the most simple terms, um, get Dake on tilt like in the Olympics, right? D Dake is so controlled and so p fundamentally um, great at the positions he's in. Get him to uh, wrestle in positions he's not great in, right? Get him to take a few more chances than he wants to take, and because I think a shootout in that sense would favor Jason Null. Or yeah. is that I shouldn't say favor? I should say. Be his best opportunity to win. Increases the likelihood. Yeah, greatest likelihood. Because if Kyle Dake is able to roll, uh, wrestle a really highly controlled match that he wants to wrestle, Nolf's chances are very poor. Um, and if he gets him in the shootout, they're maybe not great still, but they're absolutely better. Jordan Burroughs mentioned that briefly in our new film, Jordan Burroughs 6. You should go watch it if you haven't. It's awesome. Uh, it's only like 16 or 17 minutes long, so it's a pretty quick and easy watch. But he, he talked... <clears throat> He talked about, like, yeah, you don't want to get down on Kyle Dake because if he can mm -hmm. just sit there, hold position, it's like, even I'm not going to win. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He cannot get down early because if you have to pursue Kyle, it's really tough. Um, I feel like don't even try to finish a shot. Do, like, the Jordan Burroughs, get to a single, drive, 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 Get just get a bunch of – can you get a couple step outs and hang on? I mean, that seems – I don't know. Yeah, I think he's. I think it's a really, really tough matchup for Nolf stylistically. But yeah, um, yeah Nolf's tricky stuff. Yeah, Dake's just too fundamental. Uh, you know, he's just like he's very, very highly disciplined. He's an elite athlete, and um, he he makes matches happen where he wants to make matches happen. Yes. Oh, one thing that 
it, I saw Kozak tweeting about this, and it made me think about it because I'm just I'm thinking about Final X New York and David versus Heed, and I'm like, oh, it's it's gonna be David, David in two matches. It's maybe Zahid. Zahid's gonna make it competitive and interesting, but at the end of the day, David's gonna win twice. And then creating a little doubt, not really enough to change Uh-oh. my prediction, is Kozak talking about David has not competed since Worlds, and this is a guy really? who is, yeah. Wow, I didn't think about that. I didn't either. Um, and I was like, man, that's like eight months, no matches from a guy who is, you know, competed a ton historically in his career. Is that a, a, a factor at all? And I guess so my question, is, I guess, is more for Ben. Yeah. Why hasn't David competed? I, I didn't really think about that. So you just said that. But why hasn't David competed since the world? The world was what in? Uh, October? Yeah, early early October. Early October. So we're at, what, May? That's eight months? Uh, so, I mean, yeah, you'd expect him to get a... You'd expect him to get a couple matches in, but, um... Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Um, do I think it'll be a factor? No, I think Dave's such a professional at this point. Exactly. Um, that it's not going to be a factor. I, I did, I am on record saying that I think it will be more competitive than they've had previously. I think that he is improving. I don't think he's improved enough to get over the hump yet, though. So I do think it's going to be more competitive. I don't think his time off is going to be a, a, a large factor. I expect David to win, but I think it'll be more competitive. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And why he hasn't competed? Well, I think part of it... Did he have another kid or something? Uh, I don't think so. David? Doesn't he have two kids now? Whoa. I think so. Shout out David Taylor. Um, I think, you know, that... <laughs> that uh, but I, I don't think he's had one recently. Well, I guess my point is, like, um, okay. for for David, all those guys that did the... Uh, basically, they had two back-to-back Olympic years, right, with that ramp up, and then he won the Olympics, and then he went to Worlds. Like, that is just an intense... And I think a lot of people just yeah. took extensive amount of time off anyways. I think there was no scenario within, like, four or five months he was going to wrestle. And then, yeah. I don't know. I think he he obviously didn't want to wrestle at Pan Ams. And so it was like, man, just not a lot of opportunities that made sense for him. I think he probably – Yeah. Um, uh, it feels to me like I would have I would have liked to get in. Um, I wouldn't like to be sitting on the shelf that long. I, w- I would like to get in a couple matches. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if it just didn't play out the way it wanted to play out, then – uh, and I don't, you're right. I'm not, I don't memorize the international wrestling schedule. Uh, so I can't tell you where he could have wrestled. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of a long time. When you have the room that they have, how much is that like, man, if I want to do it, simulation, simulation, I'll wrestle yeah. Carter, Aaron, Kyle Snyder, Bo Nickel in a, Easy one day. day. And then like, that's like, <laughs> that's literally harder than any tournament he could probably enter outside of worlds, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, I think there's just the the, um, the going somewhere, you know, the yeah. weight cut procedure, making sure, which I don't think he cuts a lot of weight. So, you know, getting that down, you know, what I'm going to eat, that type of stuff. But, yeah, like I said, I think he's such a professional at this point. Um, it's probably not going to matter. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the magic man. So, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking a little bit about that. 
Okay. So are you, um, I, I feel like when I said that it was going to be more competitive, you kind of poo-pooed it. Are you on my side now or what? Well, more competitive. So I I think, I don't think it'll be even like Burrow Zahid competitive. I don't think, I don't see him jumping out to a five point lead. I could definitely okay. see him getting the first takedown. He's he did definitely... jump out to a 3-0 lead when they wrestled. I think it was at the Spanish Grand Prix. That was in like 2015, 16, 17. It was like really, um, yeah, not 15, obviously. I think it was uh, been too long. Was they wrestled at Midlands that one time. Remember that? Midlands, <laughs> it was kind of close, and then David took top, and then it was over. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, they definitely have – uh, you know, with Mark Perry and company, they're going to have a game plan. They've been thinking about this. I'm curious what the game plan is going to look like. Uh, but at, at the end of it, I think, I think it is David. I I don't know if I'm swung in it in any way, honestly, Ben. I think I've, I viewed it similarly. I think David's the favorite. I think it'll be competitive. Um, hey, I saw you guys tweeting about this last night. I scrolled down to the questions. Now I saw you guys tweeting about this. What is the what is space questions? I have no idea what he's talking about. A don, listen. <laughs> this this is pretty. It's pretty obvious you're not a don because you would know that a don doesn't wear shorts. I wear shorts whenever I want. Yeah, no, you're you're the ultimate don. Um, <laughs> so don means boss. It's a, it's a Sopranos reference. Oh, mafia, mafia, mafia. Yeah. So Tony yeah. has a cookout uh, at his house and he's barbecuing and he's wearing shorts. And afterwards, the word gets back to New York, and uh, that t- Tony was was grilling in shorts and short pants. So the guy pulls him aside as he's leaving. He's like, "Tony, a Don doesn't wear shorts." And that was it. Um, Why do you think they didn't wear shorts? Because they're embarrassed they got tiny little tiny little bird it's legs. Just, or what? It's just a status thing. I don't know. It's just like uh, you're not a professional. You're not a serious person if you wear shorts. Mm. What a sad life. It's it's all about it image. Image is everything. Uh, with these but that's uh, that, you know what that actually points to is if you uh, you don't have confidence to whatever the hell yeah, you want, then then you're not insecurity. really a don because the the real dons are like they're like I'm gonna I want to wear sweatpants today. I'm gonna wear sweatpants. By that by that uh, logic, JD is the CEO of Flow Sports. <laughs> yeah, dude, let's go, JD. <laughs> this dude cut off sweats. Birkenstocks, crazy giant Joe Diffie T-shirts. He's got it all. You never know what he's going to wear. This is the most normal thing. He's wearing jeans and a T-shirt and a hat. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, Colleen is civilizing this young man yet, but uh, some days you never know. It, uh, I've reined it in a little bit uh, since like like 2020 when it was like just us in the office. <laughs> yeah. I literally wore whatever I wanted. <laughs> like, Yeah. Whatever was in your path walking out your door, you would yeah. just pick those things up and wear them. That's, that seemed obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, now there's a lot of people around, and, like, we have this new fancy downtown. This is downtown JD, so he wears, like, That's true. things with buttons When are they moving the head, uh, your, your studio downtown? Cause, uh, that is not don't... in even the long-term plans as far <laughs> really? as I'm aware. Yeah, because uh, we're keeping this building, and Vince yeah. got it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this – we get an upgrade to the studio. I think that's in the that is definitely in the plans. But it I does seem inefficient, though, to have you guys driving multiple places within the same day. Oh, that was, that is true. But that is but <laughs> or, we are 
But now you're talking about a, a thing that impacts like I don't know, ten people in a company of yeah, three hundred. You're probably not going to make sure. it. That's you're right. not going to. Yeah, and it's and seems it's like you should have more studios and do more studio shows though. No, I mean we're getting. You know, I should I should be the CEO of Flow Sports. Hey, all studio shows for all sports. No, because uh, <laughs> then we gotta like fight for our hours and stuff. Well, uh, I would like, make more studios. There you go. Simple. Simple. All right, Ben. Um, Wait, what about? No, no, I don't know why this can lead the show. I got the next question. Hit it. Question number seven: The real Avery Lynch. Real Avery Lynch is killing it for us. Yeah. Can we put a picture of this on the screen? Nikki White Belt. Nikki White Belt. He's uh, doing that jujitsu with that flow. I saw it. He was with uh, he was with H.A. Agasarm, who is a uh, oh, good, he's as, that dude's lame. That's as good a mentor as you could have in the jujitsu game. <laughs> Love A.J. Former Flow Sports employee, people forget. Um, so, yeah, that's not AJ Agazarm that he's with. That's Nick Soriano and somebody from Crazy Baja. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Nick's uh, trying to predict Nick Soriano is, is among the tougher things in life. Uh, him becoming a judoka is uh, – that was not on my bingo board for hey, judoka? Nick Soriano. I thought this was a judoka. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to say oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Maybe doing judo too. I don't know. He might. Who's to say? Um, obviously, learning jujitsu is essential if he wants to do MMA. So I could see, uh, I could see the application there. The, although, if would it make sense to train gi jujitsu if you're gonna? Not as much, but people convince you to do it. A lot of the jujitsu is super. Jujitsu teachers are super traditional, and they really, really want you in the gi. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like, yeah, when I'm in a fight, they're not gonna wear a giant blazer for me to grab a hold of. So I'm not sure the, I'm not sure a the application blazer. here, Sensei. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So, anyways, that's what Nick's up to. Who knows what, where we'll see him next? It doesn't seem like he's on the quest to be the best wrestler in the world right now. Maybe at some point that'll be his his goal again, but uh, not in his plans. Would Final X have better attendance slash viewership if you tased Ben live on air there? It's unquestionable. Um, <sighs> there's, there's no doubt about it. New York City. You guys need to find someone to take care of my daughter because I'm bringing her to New York City. So, And uh, listen, I haven't bought my ticket yet, so you need to give me a, a backstage pass or something, and then I'll let you tase me. <laughs> so I, need, I, I need a babysitter. I need a backstage pass. Man. Um I wish I wish Caleb was coming because they could pal around again. But he's he's coming. No, to no, it's water. the other daughter. It's my other daughter. Oh, she's only young, six. Six. Oh, this she's is way so... more emotional. Like I think Alex might be a little worried, but she'd probably laugh. You know, Andy would be just like hysterically crying if you guys tase me in front of her. Oh, it would not man. be good. Now, listen, I don't want to tase your daughter. Tase your That's your what I'm saying. We got to get, get rid of her for a little bit. Oh man. Okay. Well, maybe we don't tase in New York. Um, as fun as it'll be. Um, don't definitely not worth um, traumatizing. Yeah, your daughter, young Andy. Andy's she's so sweet. We don't want to traumatize her. I know. She's, um, so you know, uh, she didn't. She so I haven't told you to take my daughters on trips with me every year. I haven't told you that. Uh, no. Once they get to five, I take them on at least one trip with me every year. Just 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 like them by themselves. So mm -hmm. like Alex, I took uh to a Rudis Summit. 
Um, I took her to a young gun wrestling camp. She didn't do the camp. She had, you know, kind of hung out with daddy and traveled with me and stuff, stuff like that. Um, and so Andy forever has been saying, I want to go to you Nork. It's hilarious. Cause she says it wrong. She says, you Nork, you Nork. And, um, but then obviously when she turned five, that's when I started taking him on trips with me. She wanted to go to you Nork, but you Nork was closed down from the pandemic. So Unork's finally open and Final X is there. And I figured this was a perfect reason to go to Unork and take her with me. And she's so excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely, you know, when I took Natalie last year to Cadet Trials, it was so fun. It is fun. The one-on-one time is, yes. is really, really cool. Absolutely. So um, I don't want to ruin her trip by getting tased and then she's scarred. Yeah, now she thinks every time I go to Unork, my dad's going to get electrocuted. Maybe <laughs> she should tase you. Oh, like in oh, the hangover. Little girls do not want to hurt their their dads. Yes, they don't. They that don't. that scene from the the hangover is like such a great scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the best scene ever. I'm watching I it right die now. Laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I for everyone, JD. I was like, how is how does Ben know this is happening? <laughs> I was like, is this in the dock somewhere? No. Look at you, fat Jesus. <laughs> not you, fat Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's um, such a great scene. Here's a, here's an interesting question. Um, oh man, is there anyone at their quote last best chance stage of their career for Final X? Considering all the young talent USA Wrestling continues to develop, who needs to make their move this year? I mean, um, Chance Marsteller. Oh, Chance. Well, no. So I I feel like this question would be. Um, like a Jordan, all these guys, a lot of these guys have already done it. I thought it was maybe guys who have I meant Jordan Oliver. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, I he should kind definitely of, clarify. Yeah, he kind of technically made the team. Yeah, I would say Jordan and Zane are headed towards the end, right? Well, I would, yeah. I mean, when I never like thought about Jordan being like such a veteran, then I was like, man, this guy wrestled in the 2012 trials. Yeah. And he's just been at it on the senior level a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know that this is like the best chance or whatever, but um, chance. It's it's a good it's a good chance, and you don't you don't know when you're gonna get here again. And no, I was uh, saying chance, and you're saying chance. <laughs> Who's on first? So you think it's his? You think this is chance? Yeah, this is best opportunity. Yeah, specifically this year in 2022. We had people from the last cycle retire, and then there's a lot of younger kids taking this year off, right? So next year is going to be harder, 2023, and 2024 is going to be way harder, right? That's that's the peak if we do it like this, the the fourth year, right? The Olympic year is the peak, and so if there's any time that a guy who's getting older right now is going to make a team, and listen, it's not that likely, but this is their best chance. Yeah, and then also you have Russia and Belarus being on the, the world. So if they were to make a world team, they're going to have a way better opportunity of meddling, and then they get a chance. Net, you know what I'm saying? It puts on the thing next year. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's why we've been saying whoever does it at 65, this is like you did the year you really want to make it. Uh, Evan Henderson, he's an older guy. Yeah. There, there's um, one. Good. Yeah, who's obviously this is his best result even to make it to final mm-hmm. X of his career. Yes. So seize it while you can. Yeah. Cause Yanni's not going anywhere for a while. Yeah. No or qu- Joey. Yeah. 
And who else is coming at 65? You know, it's it's interesting. You know, we had a, a good young crop come up. But I – there's some young talent that's really good. But I, I don't know if I see anyone, like, ready to knock on the door at the senior level. Um, maybe Feldman. Maybe uh, Mendez, well, obviously. Guys, yeah, but I'm thinking, like uh, – I mean, like, uh, I would say a Keegan and a Staraki – and a guy, guy Aaron sure. Brooks, like guys like mm. this are going to be coming into uh, their more prime years coming up here in just, you know, just a couple of years. David probably. Carr. Yeah. David Carr. Yeah. So, Keegan. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Yanni's probably be coming into his prime years. Um, you know, I, I don't That's know scary. if so Dayton Fix already is kind of in his prime years. Spencer Lee's going to be popping on the scene. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of these guys. So I'm not even thinking kind of like the high school age. I'm thinking more. Yeah, obviously yeah. you have a Mendez and a Feldman who maybe will make that jump, but I was thinking more of the um, more of the college guys. Yeah. Okay. That that I see for sure. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Morkin Doge. This is probably a big Dogecoin investor. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? I don't. I don't understand. I don't either. I thought it was for you, Ben. I mean, if if he's a Doge investor, he's broke as a joke right now. Yeah, sorry. Maybe he. Maybe uh, that's for you. You were a big. You were a big Dogecoin guy. I remember. No, I hate Dogecoin. You converted it all. All your bitcoins to Doges. (sighs) Stop. Stop. And then also NFTs. You're big on NFTs. Uh, Has the NFT market crashed yet? I figured it was going to. Uh, Compared to what it was, like. Dang. Six months ago. It sounds ago. like a great opportunity to buy some cartoon monkey pictures. You could get a lot of those. And then when it goes up, because the market for cartoon monkey pictures is going to go up, obviously. So you can be on the ground floor. The, uh, the sports NFT market, though, actually, I think is doing okay. But the NFT market as a whole is down. Gordon Ryan does a, uh, did a cool thing with NFTs that actually like is a tangible thing. Um, like, if you bought... A certain, uh, you had to pay like, I don't know, it was like one Ethereum for a Gordon Ryan NFT. And with the NFT, you got something. And then you also got um, all yeah. all his instructionals for perpetuity. Like, so any new ones that come out, you would get them. Like, that's a real thing. But like yeah. a cartoon. They're like sports teams. That Not JPEG. Yeah. Doge is down like 90, 90-ish percent from, from uh, the high, which was, what, May or April of last year. So, yeah, Doge. Less of Doge. Not good. Yes. Um, okie doke, okie doke. Um, any what other questions before we go? I think, I think we got it. I think we so did we're it. not on tomorrow. We're on no. Thursday. We're on Thursday. We're making the trip, making our way downtown to Stillwater. We'll be on the road at this time, the Piles clan. I'm bringing the whole crew. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Everybody coming. It's going to be a fun time Mm -hmm. in Stilly Vanilli. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Tuesday. As reported on Flow Wrestling Radio Live, we'll be back Thursday and Friday this week. JD will not be on Friday, and that's okay. I won't be on Thursday. He won't be on Thursday. JD is retired. That's right. JD, what are you doing? I'm traveling Thursday. He's the CEO now. He can't just be on FRL <laughs> every Tuesday and Friday. So he's going to be gone. So I got to uh, figure both of those out. But we'll just get David. Back. It'll be fine. Um, David, if you're listening, this is me asking. Um, <laughs> if not, we'll talk later. Thank you guys so much. 
Have a great week. Peace. Final X week. Can't wait. See you, Ben. Goodbye. Yeah.